Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything really, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. Join our Geneva. It's like a Slack full of a thing or two listeners, but it's not on Slack, so it doesn't feel like work. And it's delightful. It's delightful. You have some on the ground reporting to do from the Minnesota State Fair, and I have some on the internet updates to correspond. I did attend the Minnesota State Fair this year even though Chris and I were both like, we don't need to go again this year. We went last year. This doesn't need to be an every year thing. You know what? I never really regret it. It's always yeah. fun and really Regret weird. Regrettably worth it. Oh my God. Minnesota State Fair is regrettably worth it. Um, <laughs> it's just such a weird, delightful, just truly such a singular event. And that's the thing. It's just so weird. And I love that about it. And it is the most incredible people watching if you learn to navigate the food right, it can be a wonderful culinary experience. And it's just, it's fun. You know, it's fun. And it's you fun. actually gave me some really good advice this year, which was to skip certain things, which always sound good in theory, but just like make you feel kind of sick and make you too full to eat the other stuff. I think you do have to be really strategic about like at what point you're going to get too full where to the point where you don't enjoy other things. And so I went really hard at the corn and I went to the corn first, the COTC. COTC. You sent me some videos of COTC happening and being dipped in butter. It looked delicious. It feels like you got a vegetable, which congrats to you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like because they not grill, easy to do. They grill these giant ears of corn that are so delicious. They dip it in a full vat of melted butter. It's so superior to the way that we commoners apply butter to corn. And then you shake your own sort of almost like popcorn salt. So it really coats it really well. And then the other thing, I think they've been doing this for a couple of years. I don't think it's new, but they have these giant dumpsters where they collect the ears of corn to recycle it. Oh, when you're done. so you just stand around these giant like corn collectors and toss your ears in when you're done. So you wow. also feel like you're doing a compactor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I love all of this. I love all this. The thing that was surfacing for me as maybe becoming a bit more prominent this year at mm -hmm. the fair was 
cheese curds. It just felt like it was cheese curd mania, perhaps. I mean, and they're always cheese curds. I always curds. thought I'm those not, were central to the fair. Yeah. I think they are central, but I think the like spins on cheese curds. You think there's innovation now? I think there might be more cheese curd as ingredient as opposed to mm. cheese curd as like main item. Okay. So my friend Christine shared some of her new favorite state fair foods from this year on her Instagram. And the two that really stood out for me, one was a cheese curd taco. Yeah, Um, I had I was very interested in this and I was glad to have someone else doing on the ground reporting on it. I had screenshotted it on my phone as one of the things I wanted to try, but I got too full. So it was served with two potential sauces, ranch, which feels like, but of course, Mm -hmm. And raspberry sauce, which gave me great pause. She said she reported that the raspberry sauce was even better than the ranch. Well, two things. One, it calls to mind Monte Cristo, which you, of course, dip in raspberry jelly. That's actually extremely helpful because I really was having I just don't understand. I think I was struggling to understand the relationships between cheese curds and raspberry or tacos and raspberry. There was just (laughs) right. You were looking for a theme. I, there was no through line for me. Mm-hmm. They're now they're just all disparate points, but well, apparently the other, they work. The other theory I posited was that it's just like a general Swedish influence throughout Minnesota culture, like the Lefsa and just, you know, Nordic stuff in general. And maybe that was what was coming through there also. It's like a Lingonberry. Like- that, yes, exactly. It's a, it's, okay. it's Minnesota's Lingonberry. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So the second menu item that I need to spend time with is the cheesecake curds, i.e. Mm. the dessert version of a cheese curd, <laughs> which I just applaud the innovation. I absolutely applaud the innovation. Did that also have a raspberry dip? Raspberry or strawberry, I could not tell from, yeah, from photos. I, definitely a berry dip. It was okay. definitely a berry sauce. I imagined, I think, strawberry because I picture cheesecake and strawberry or cheesecake and cherry less than I picture cheesecake and raspberry. But again, who am I to say where raspberries go in the context of cheese curds? This cheese curd taco that you mentioned was not the one I had screenshotted. It was oh, a so different there were multiple cheese curd, cheese curd tacos. Because I'm you, telling you, they okay. had a moment this year. Well, but or they went on. bigger. They went broader. Yeah. The other thing that was really having a moment at the fair this year was pickles. Like, obviously, fried pickles are always having a thing, but there was pickle lemonade and pickle popsicles. And then the the taco that I had screenshotted was a dill pickle cheese curd taco. It's fried white cheddar cheese curds, dill pickles, cream cheese, lettuce, and raspberry chipotle sauce and a fried flour tortilla. You can see why I thought this was the same cheese curd raspberry taco that your friend Christine had Instagrammed about because it has a lot of similarities. Can in fact see why. I can in fact see why. Wow. So basically under the radar, raspberry also had a big year at the fair. The other really good thing at the fair, you know, is the the peaches stand. There's like a fresh fruit stand that has incredible summer fruit. And they will do like grilled peaches with whipped cream or goat cheese and stuff. That's very good. That's the other way to get it. It's cherries on ice. It's cherries on ice for the fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Can you talk about a major event that you attended at the fair this year? It is <clears throat> officially known as the 4-H Llama Alpaca Costume Contest. I can't tell you how many were llamas and how many were alpacas because they were all in costume. Yeah. Well, um, so it's hard to tell, you know. Here's how I can tell you. Mm-hmm. 
Because at first it was pitched to me as a llama costume contest. And I was well, like, llamas are, llamas are, no, you wouldn't know, Claire, you wouldn't, it's not your fault. <laughs> llamas are too mean to get into costumes is my under, is my understanding of llamas. Personality but there was a friendly wise, llama there. I sent you a picture of Cam standing with a llama who very gamely took pictures with all sorts and, of ch- children. And there was just the one. There was just the one. And that one was rolled out to be like, look, even a llama can be nice. I would venture. The, the majority uh-huh. of the entrants in this contest were alpacas because alpacas are basically rabbits, but a hundred times bigger. They just stand there. They are just nice. Is the main difference between a llama and alpaca its fur? They have. Like I mean, a besides look like but I'm about them, they have. They do have a different look. Okay. Yeah. Well, so this was a costume contest for llamas and alpacas. Both were able to enter. Cam called it a fashion show, which. That's how we referred to it for the rest of the time. And honestly, I think 4-H should consider a rebrand because the Llama Alpaca Fashion Show, honestly, stronger. Would be it's way better stronger. Attended. Yeah. And th- we don't need winners here. Everyone who That's participates right. is a winner. It's not about, we don't need a contest. No, there's plenty of ways for these alpacas to, and llamas to compete at this event, but no, not this. We stumbled upon this event because we accidentally ended up in what wouldn't call it the backstage, sort of like the green room area where people were prepping and putting on their costumes. Sure. And it was truly incredible because it had all the vibes of a beauty pageant, but it was families and mostly young women and their llamas and alpacas. And they're all themed. So I'm going to read you the official description. In this kitschy contest, catch four H'ers and their llamas and alpacas in complimentary costumes. Following the costume class, unclear what the class is, four H'ers participate in llama and alpaca games. I didn't get to see what the llama and alpaca games are, but maybe next year because we only watched the promenade, which is when they promenade from their dressing rooms to the Coliseum where the costume contest takes place. And so these were like couples costumes. I was gonna say the key part of this description is that they're complimentary costumes. So the best one, in my opinion, was Shrek. The llama slash alpaca was dressed as Shrek and his owner was dressed as Fiona. It was wonderful. There was a spotted mushroom escorted by a caterpillar. There was a Barbie car with a blow up Ken in the back. And the whole thing was the animal. And the owner was also dressed up as Barbie. But there was also like a Barbie driving the car. That was quite complicated. There were at least two green dinosaurs being escorted by a princess in a pink dress. And I'm pretty sure it's a reference. Oh, could that have been a Mario thing? Is there a dinosaur in Mario? That's what that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, it was Princess Peach and whatever the green dinosaur lives. Yoshi. There were two of those. Yoshi, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, there were two of those. There was seven dwarfs being escorted by Snow White. The llama was, or alpaca. All seven dwarfs? All seven dwarfs. Thank um, you for saying or alpaca every time. <laughs> <laughs> As to not start any <laughs> fights. <laughs> there was Pigger and Tiglet. Was Piglet and Tigger? <laughs> being escorted by Pooh. So the llama was both Piglet and Tigger. And then the yeah. owner was Pooh. Sorry, excuse me. The llama and yeah, slash alpaca. <laughs> Thank you. There was correction. Another really good one was Monsters, Inc., where I think the, we'll just go with alpaca, was both both of the main characters from Monsters, Inc. Sully the, and Mike. Sully and Mike. Thank <laughs> you. But the owner was Boo, which I thought was very cute. That is cute. That is good. There was a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. The llama was the rainbow and the storm. It was just, it was You showed me that picture and I was impressed with that weather system outfit. Um, There was a hula theme. 
I loved it. I want this thing to get attention so more people enter and so that we can up the production value. I want this to become what's like a good pop culture corollary. You know what it is? It's the dog Halloween. Halloween. That's what I want for the llama costume contest. Yeah. Llama slash alpaca. (laughs) Thank you. Llama hyphen is the official. (laughs) Llama hyphen. Let's call 4-H, get them on the phone, invite them on the pod. Tell us the truth. What's the ratio? Are you just Give trying to break down? Are you? I like that it's inclusive. I was going to say it's probably all alpacas and they're just trying to be inclusive. I, I and I think that's good. I think we should encourage llamas to participate and to be nice. Yes. yes. In other news, somehow unrelated, we have a guest thingies episode. Oh, my um, gosh. It's going to be a good one. It is with Priya Rao, who is a great friend and is the executive editor of the Business of Beauty at Business of Fashion, where she delivers all of the industry deep dives and intel that the beauty world warrants. I feel like it's taken years to get to a place where we're like actually getting this kind of content around beauty. And we really have Priya to thank for that, I think. She also created the wonderful glossy narrative podcast about skin lightening called Unfair that I keep waiting for someone to be smart enough to turn into a book, a documentary, Mm, both. I was going to say a documentary for sure. Right? Um, yeah. yeah, all of it. All yeah. of it. Anyway, let's bring Priya on. Thank you so much to Rocket Money for sponsoring today's episode. I have to be honest, I love the subscription world we're living in. I love the paid newsletters. I love the paid streaming services. I like the choice and the sense of control that I have over the content. But I, like anyone engaging in the subscription economy, definitely have subscriptions that I forgot that I paid for and that I am paying for and that I just don't even realize I'm paying for until I'm randomly looking at my credit card statement and notice I'm paying for some like subscription medical prescription service that has a monthly fee on top of everything else. And I just totally forgot that it exists, which is where Rocket Money comes in. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Most people think they're spending $80 on their subscription when in reality, the number is closer to $200 a month. When you're signed up for so many things like streaming services you use to watch one show or free trials of delivery you don't use, it is so easy to lose track of what you're paying for. And with Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just a press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. They do it all. They will even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They let you monitor all of your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they will send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. With over 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved an average of $720 a year, which is like, I don't know, guys, like most of the way to a pair of high sport pants. Like, let's let's do this. Let's save some money. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash a thing or two. That's rocketmoney.com slash a thing or two, rocketmoney.com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much to Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. This morning, I was giving Chris grief about basically making a shaving mess, which he doesn't really make. And I accused him of potentially making it. And he was like, do you see, I didn't make it at all. And then he was like, also, this is so rich coming from the member of our family who leaves hair everywhere because it is true. My hair does not stay on my head. 
even more so now than it didn't stay in my head when I was younger. It just comes out and out now. There's hair everywhere in our house too. And there's nothing I can do about it. Nothing. I just, I feel bad. It's kind of gross. It's a very personal kind of mess, you know, but there's nothing to do about it other than to try to get more hair to grow, which is what Nutrafol does. And it does it well. And we've partnered with them for so long because we have been using them for so long. And this stuff really, really works. I had a funny conversation the other day with, Chris was having a zoom call with a friend of ours. And I was like, Oh, Hey girl. And for some reason I was like, I like your hair. And she's like, I'm doing these braids because my hair is falling out. And I was like, Oh, you need Nutrafol. And she was like, Oh, please. One moment takes the zoom camera, walks me over to her cabinet and like opens it up to show me her Nutrafol. She was like, I'm on it. I'm all over it. I was like, good, good for you. This is, this is what we want to hear. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. From postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles, and no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients so you get the most reliable results. Go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol is now available in a vegan formula. Their latest supplement is formulated for women ages 18 and up with plant-based lifestyles who are experiencing signs of thinning hair. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code a thing or two. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code a thing or two. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code a thing or two. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery Starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Hi, Priya. Hi, guys. Um, We're so excited to have you. This feels like a long time coming. We were emailing, like resurfacing a conversation because we had talked about you coming on before you had a baby. And now now baby's (laughs) almost two. I know. I know. I feel very honored that you guys circled back. I I feel like this is a get for us. I don't know what you're talking about. I like that you say this, but also I feel like you're the 
beauty reporter. You are the be- you're the go to beauty journalist. You've got the scoop. We need to know like this we need, is a, this we is a big need deal for us. And we need this. We need the scoop. <laughs> also, our listeners love beauty and they love business and and knowing the, the business of beauty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You guys, you guys are saying too much, way too much. But I hope <laughs> in the two years or almost two years that we almost did this podcast, I have more to share and I have oh, my star has risen for this audience. <laughs> Absolutely. It has. Absolutely. Uh, it has. I love it. You have been doing so much amazing work at Business of Fashion. Like the the like beauty coverage has just skyrocketed in the last. How, how long have you been there? I started last December. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. gosh. There has been so much beauty news. It's constant. People are really paying attention to what's happening in the beauty world. I think finally people are giving the beauty category the credit it deserves. Like I think we all know, and Erica, you obviously remember this from our magazine days, like when people are like faking credits on the back of shoots to be like, oh, this was Lancome or this was Chanel just to be like, oh, we got, we got them in there. We got them in. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But what we learned is that, you know, they were propping up all of these magazines and all of these Mm -hmm. businesses for so many years. And I think that, you know, beauties, people are paying a lot more attention because of that. Like one, that's where the money is. And two, everybody wants to start a beauty brand. Like who doesn't want to start a beauty brand? I call it's, high margin, it's consumable. So people buy it over and over. Right. And it is like, it's so much in the branding and marketing. So it means so many people can get into it because you're not reinventing the wheel. It's kind of all the same formula with tweaks. So it's like, what can you do creatively? So it just makes it a really interesting space. I mean, you either want to start a lip gloss or a tequila company. Yeah. If you're you're a celebrity. Yeah. You're more likely to be successful. I think in the tequila realm. I was going to say, that's what I would do personally. (laughs) It feels easier. (laughs) What has been going on in the beauty space over the last like year or so that you've been excited about or just been that's been interesting to track? Well, August was really crazy for us at Business of Fashion and Business of Beauty. I think one of the things that's newer was this whole implosion of what happened with Amorous and the mm. brands that it kind of mm-hmm. propped up. Biosense is a really popular one. It was sold in Sephora. It had these alternative ingredients that were supposed to be clean and better for you. And then that just totaled the whole company, which was propped up by this. But it, was a, it was a holding company, right? Or it was like a what yeah, Amorous was a um, biofuels maker. Like it was a biotech company and they were in the Get business out. of making ingredients. And they started to create brands because that has better margins, like you just talked Obsessed. about there. And okay. Biosense was the first successful one. And then they went on to create ones with JVN, um, mm-hmm. Jonathan Van Ness and Rosie Huntington Whiteley and mm-hmm. Tia Mori and Naomi Watts. And basically that whole company exploded in August. They went for bit. And what was the reason? Do we know? Was it? I think. I think it's a lot of things. I think one of it was like mismanagement, like the CEO and and the company just kept funneling money into launching new brands rather than growing the ones they currently had. And I think also like these brands weren't as sticky as I think they thought they were going to be. Like mm-hmm. people thought like, hey, it's an easy ticket to be a celebrity or influencer founded brand. And they just weren't. And I just think that the, that whole story really captivated our audience. i had to report on it like five or six times this month. It just shows that like, you know, you can't just, you know, throw a brand in market, put a famous face on it and then expect to grow because I think that's just not what's happening today. People are really tired of that kind of model and people want something different from their beauty brands. So that's yeah. one big story that we were telling a lot of this year. Fascinating. That is shocking that across that many brands. Well, also just because 
I feel like Biosance and Rosie or Rose Inc. is it called? Were the two that you would always hear people be like, no, but they're legitimately good. And I, we had tried Biosance because they advertised with us and they were, it was a great product. The squalene exfoliator thing was great. But yeah, it's. uh, And they're all sold in Sephora and they all had great distribution and great marketing. mm -hmm. And, you know, it just, it just kind of imploded. And I think like that has just been like a very cautionary tale for Mm -hmm. all these people who are kind of trying to be founders or starting their own businesses. I mean, it's just hard. Can you tell us about some of the beauty thingies that you are excited about these days personally? I mean, there's so many thingies. There's so many thingies. And (laughs) I'm not a beauty junkie, which is really, really- Well, but I like that about you. I think that's good. I think it makes you uh, a more sort of objective consumer. Yeah, Yeah. reliable source in the space. Yeah. So I, I, I think you've probably both heard me talk about this, but- I'm obsessed with under eye creams. Like I've tried them all. I have dark under eye circles. I hate them. They drive me crazy. Nothing's going to fix them. I don't even think filler will fix them if I ever get filler. But (laughs) I know, I know. Everyone says not to get filler. So I probably (laughs) am not. But I think the one under eye cream that I keep going back to, and I tried a bunch of different ones here, is the 111 Skin purple bottle. Mm. It's almost like $300, but I had been using ones from Dennis Gross, who I also love. I've been using ones from Augustina Spader, just none of them have had the same effect on my under eyes. It's just like, there is a brightness. There is a zhuzh in my face where I can like look dead and have a sinus infection. And the next like 15 minutes later, it just seems like I'm kind of alive. And is it changing the color, the texture, the puffiness? What's it, what's it doing? It's, all of it. I feel like it's a, it's a lifting. There is, seems to be okay. a lifting happening. It's the one, one on skin. I lift gel N A C space defense. So okay. space defense. I mean, that's all you need to know. Space defense. Lifted, it's space it's like, defense. That's what it like, is. It's like a bra for your under eyes. Oh, oh that's helpful. Wow. Okay. So wow. do you do a lot of those like under eye masks and stuff to try to fix this? So I do do Address those. Address this, I should say. Yeah. And they do work. And I, I like the ones from Wonder Beauty. I like the ones from Augustine. I mean, I will use all of them. And there mm-hmm. is like a way I think that like in the morning, if you put them on and you're tired, it also just like helps put your like concealer and under eye makeup. It like let's sets it in uh-huh. a different way. Uh-huh. It's like- mm-hmm. I you treat know, it kind of like, like a primer. It's just like more moisturizer. Mm-hmm. I feel like because of my under eyes, I don't know if it's because I'm tired or if it's because the under eye circles are just so dry or what it is. But I find that like, if I don't moisturize in that area enough, like my concealer looks like cakey or it's like too clumpy. And I think that by this one, one, one skin product, obviously like does this, but whenever you put on those under eye masks and then you just put on your concealer right afterwards, it feels like, oh, like I'm a makeup artist. I have this finish that Mm. doesn't look like Mm -hmm. too contrived, I guess. I'm not a big like powder, cake, bake, whatever. Like you just Mm -hmm. start to look old. I mean, maybe when I was 20, I could do that, but I can't do that now. No, totally. Totally. Everything just like crawls into any fine lines that are there. Yeah. In my experience. Yeah. 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 What else are you excited about? I mean, this is not a surprise, not a surprising answer, but I, I am a believer in the in the Augustinus Bader creams. Like the Tell rich us. cream. Yeah, you know it, right? It, I, of, course. of course, but I haven't tried it yet, but I love hearing about the hype. One day I'll try it. It is, it is legit. It is legitimate. Like I remember using, this was another thing that I was like, oh, I ran out of it. I don't need to buy it. I don't want to buy yeah. it again. It's too expensive. 
And then I noticed a difference. It's just like, mm. and I've actually been using the rich cream, which is the thicker cream, which yeah. you would think that you would not want to use like in summer when it's so hot. But I've actually found that it's like, makes me give me that like, whatever, dewy donut skin, whatever people are talking yep. about. Like whatever Haley it says looks, it's doing. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> tomato girl, whatever. <laughs> it just feels like, I don't know. It just, it makes me feel like fresh and it makes me feel again, lifted. And I think that it's also just like, I don't know about you when you guys are putting on your moisturizer, but like, I don't have time to gua sha every day. Like oh, no. I definitely no. don't, no. even though I have a million gua sha tools, but there's something about like, kind of like putting it on from the center of your face and just like massaging mm. it up. Uh-huh. And I think there's just something, I don't use a serum very often. I don't use, I don't use a lot of like other products. You're counting and on this like to this do is- like everything. Yeah. When I'm really good, I'll use like the C, Ferulic, Skin Fruiticals, Vitamin C, but I don't use that every day. So this is kind mm-hmm. of like it. And then okay. I feel like set. I mean, they feel nice. They smell good. They look yeah. pretty packaging, but the hero products, like the cream and the rich cream, it's just like, just spend the money, buy it. Especially if you're someone who's like thinking about aging the way that I'm thinking about aging mm-hmm. and like not have your like 22 year old face or your 28 year old waist anymore. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's this is a, it. This is a good pitch. It's just a I pitch. may have been the one who finally sells me on it because every time I'm like, I it's can't a lot. actually spend this much. But, but, yeah. but you know, when you, I, I don't know. It was like two weeks ago. It was like the Sephora sale. I mm-hmm. feel like there's these products are yeah. Nordstrom sale, Bloomingdale sale. Like yes. just try it it's on true. those. Wait but for the, the sale. Thing, what, I also think that it's just like, I'm not as young as I used to be. And I feel like before I could use anything on my skin. Mm -hmm. And I still do use, I mean, like I love CeraVe cleanser. Like I love Dove. I mean, like I use a lot of really basic stuff, but I do feel like my products, some of my products do need to work a little bit harder, especially when I feel self-conscious. Yeah, totally. Totally. You want to feel like you have like the crutch. Yeah. Yes. 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 Is there any color beauty stuff you're excited about? Let me think. I mean, this is technically color, but I'm obsessed with the Ilia mascara. It's the best mm. number. You have been pitching me on this for a while and I still haven't done it because I'm like very hooked on my Lily Lolo, but you love this. I mean, I love, love trying different mascaras, but I swear yeah. there's something about it. Your eyes look, I mean, I don't know if my eyes look like it right now, but they're separated, they're lengthened, they're wide and they don't like bleed. It's not like- yeah. That's the big thing for me. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's the issue. I actually have opposite problem of you where my under eyes are kind of like oilier somehow. And so I really attracts mascara. So that is a huge issue for me as I need it to not flake crumble under there. Yeah. Crumble under pressure. (laughs) Both of you have like deep set eyes and I feel like you either Mm. get the mascara above here or you get them here. point. Yeah. And I think that like it just Mm -hmm. it makes it's another goes back to feeling like awake, alive. I don't know. I I actually got the Donnie Davy half magic stuff. I have no idea what that that's is. That. Oh, that's the Euphoria makeup stuff. Oh. And so she's a makeup artist from Euphoria and she started Half Magic with A24 and um, Sam Levinson and his wife. And I got that. And you know what was really exciting about it? And it made me actually go back to like my old Pat McGrath eyeshadow palettes because like, I don't mm-hmm. wear a lot of eyeshadow. And it made me like really want to try like a sparkly eye. And it sounds mm. crazy. One day I went to Goodwill on a Saturday and I wore like a Pat McGrath, like sparkly eye, just like for the hell of it. It was a Saturday. Like I was doing nothing. And the next day, the day I was wearing like the Donnie Davy like liquid glitter. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of was like, you know what? 
I'm trying something fun. I'm doing something like, I mean, granted, I was going to Goodwill, but like I could have like, you know, gone to dinner like that. It was just something like a little bit refreshing. And I think that like I sometimes get really caught up with like the tried and true beauty Mm -hmm. rules, like lip, eye, you know, the stuff you do all the time. And it just kind of gave me a little bit of like excitement even on my own face. And so I think that like, that's something I would never do. Like I would never try that. And like, so I think the half magic stuff is good. Obviously Pat McGrath has the best colors in the eyeshadow realm, but even like, you know, Jones road and like Bobby Brown has some really fun colors. And I just think that people could like play Play a little little in that Mm -hmm. era. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. I I had really written off eyeshadow is not for me. And then Val Monroe, who has the Substack, How Not to Fuck Up Your Face, that we love, yeah, yeah. did. Did you see she did a Desert Island roundup where she asked like five beauty insiders, or not even beauty insiders, but like experts, like just interesting women, what their Desert Island beauty product would be? Notable that two, maybe three people said Vaseline, which surprised me. But Jean Godfrey June, who I really trust, said plum eyeshadow because she's like, I just really know the value of a plump of eyeshadow to create depth in like, the eye, you know, I think uh-huh. what she was referencing is basically putting At it in the, the crease, crease to yeah. enhance the depth of your eyelid. And I was like, oh, maybe yeah. I do need to get back into eyeshadow. I haven't you owned know, it in years. And, you know, I remember reading glitter eyeshadow. It's like if you were h- tired or if you were hungover, like mm. it makes you look older. And I was like, oh, so then I can never wear it again. But it's then never it's for me. Like, <laughs> it's never for me. Like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> but I do think that she's right. Like, I mean, it does create like a little bit of like dimension on your face. There's a dimension yes. shadow on your face. Mm-hmm. And it also just like, I don't know. It's like kind of getting dressed up. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And within like a like two minute way. It's not like it's like actually yeah. time consuming or hard to put on a little bit of like glitter shadow. Yeah. And it's not like I'm doing like when we were like kids, like in reading like the magazines, like the inner corner, the outer corner. <laughs> right. the brush. Like I wish. I mean, like- truly the last time I wore eyeshadow, though, that's what I did. I had the Chanel neutrals palette and it was shimmery shades of beige and whatever and champagne. And I would do a different color on the inside than on the outside. And then on the what, brow what's bone. This thing? The brow bone. Yeah. yeah. It was, you, was you wanted thing. a shimmer paint there. by numbers. Yeah, you wanted yeah. a shimmer there. Of course. They, Chanel has these little pots of like shadows. It's kind of like a purpley, silverish, plum oh. color. And I've mm. had that since I got married. It was like some shade I bought before my wedding. And I still just put my finger in it and just like, <sighs> it's like very right. idiot proof. <laughs> I love this. Um, what, what non-beauty thingies do you have for us? What are you excited about these days? That would probably fall into the kids' realm. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I have like a 21 month old. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. all I do is buy stuff for him. Recently, so I have a long and lean baby. This is what I've learned. <laughs> all his shorts are too big on the waist and kind of like make him look like he's wearing like a capri pet or like a jigo. <laughs> yes. And yes. so, and that's not his I, personal style. So, no, yeah. he needs to show a little bit of thigh. And <laughs> I found these like on Instagram, I found this brand called Cadet. Claire, you may know this brand. I don't. Do you know this brand? No. It's kind of, pre- it's really funny actually. And their whole slogan is like above the knee or like free the knee <gasps> Stop. or something. Stop. And I it's think so that, good. And it's like very preppy but they have pale blue and pale pink shorts with the piping and all of that. And they're expensive and they're $40 for like a short. You're kind of like, what's the point? But like, I swear it does not annoy me to, when I put him in all his other shorts and they're too long and they're too big, I'm like so annoyed. And these, I've just been wearing them to death. What's also funny if I think about this brand is that I really want to buy them for Patrick, my husband, because they make (laughs) sizes like to like, 
adults. It's like oh. starting, I think, with babies. I don't know where it's for it's everybody's just, knees. It's knees far and wide. I think Amazing. it started as a kid's brand, but I think it has grown into an adult's brand. And they like were they're it's sold out sometimes. So I don't know like where they retail, but I they must be a southern or a Texas brand because like I think they appreciate that thigh knee ratio. <laughs> you know Can I, mean? I tell you something? I think all babies, I mean, truly. I don't know what the age limit is, but I think babies and young children should, when you wear shorts, they should be hot pants. Like I, Cam is the same. It's like, he is wearing tiny, teeny shorts. And that is the move. As far as I'm concerned, it's just so cute. Chubby little legs in a hot pant. It's too much. It's It's like a little bloomer. Like if it's like, why can't they make bloomer for boys? Cam's signature look is basically a track short. Yeah. A track short. (laughs) It's a track short. And the ones that I love if for his method of freeing the knee is he buys these thing. He buys, he buys, buys with his Cam buys Billy Blooms, B-I-L-L-I-E. You have to get them for Jack. Here's why. Because they, I, their sizing is funny and they don't go up very high, but the ones for babies are even cuter than the ones for toddlers. They so don't miss out. Track shorts. Don't miss don't, out. That's what I'm saying. Like we've graduated mostly out of them at this point. Oh my God. These are so cute though. They have, they and also I, have I, the piping. They're, they're very retro. Oh these little God. cadet shorts are so cute. There's these ones. I'm not an athlete, so I don't know what the technical term, the collegiate mesh. It's like basketball short material. I think a basketball, like I think a basketball short and like a fashion basketball short is like happening in general. Where did I, Claire? What, the, what there was a you, fashion basketball yeah, short was, I included um, in a newsletter recently. Yeah, it was like floral, John Elliott. Right? Yes, they were John yes. Elliott. They were so. Oh, John cute. Elliott. Yes, hundred yeah, percent. This is a hot tip. Thank you. I'm taking this one with me. Is there anything else? A long else? and lean baby. A long <laughs> and lean baby. Is there anything else that Jack is into? You know. I was really against like the subscription kits. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't do them for the, his first year, but I loved the Love Every Mat. Mm-hmm. And I got the subscription mm-hmm. kits like after he turned one. And I swear it's like they know something I don't. Like, I mean, obviously they, they do. do because they have this yeah. company. <laughs> but like, I I think that like some of these things, like I was like his last box, it had like a lock and like a chain and like all the different ways to like open and close things. And I was like, how is he going to learn how to do this? But it seems like it, it goes by every three months. It's like he's right on the cusp of learning those things if he hasn't already started learning them. Like one day in his last box, it was like a pull, like threading the needle, like putting things mm. on a needle and like whatever. <laughs> And at first I was like holding it for him. And then one day he picked them up and then just started threading them himself. And it's just like, magical. what is it about? You this? can like it's see magical. the wheels it, turning. Yeah. 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 So I think their toys are really great. I mean, it's a lot of stuff to have in like a New York apartment. Cause like each kit mm-hmm. comes with like four or five things, but it's like $40 a month. I think it's actually like 120 for three months, but it's like, if you think about it, $40 a month. And it's like, well, I could have spent $40 at the toy store. Like, every single day. You know what I and mean? And like on like, stuff yep. that maybe isn't going to do the same I'm work drunk. or be like yeah. age, like be doing, be like so well suited for his age. Yeah, totally. totally. I do feel like so many people have this experience with Love Everywhere. They're like, I don't need, that's too much. And then it just turns out that people really like it and it really works. And they do, they do know something we don't know. I know. And they're really nice, well-made, like they haven't broken and mm-hmm. they're just like, they're working. They're working. Yes. Amazing. I love this.
Thank you to the Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business for sponsoring today's episode. I think I've had like four conversations in the last three weeks with friends who either they or their partners are thinking about a career change and thinking about like, is now the time in my life where like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I've like kind of done this thing for 15, 20 years. Do I want to do something else? Because we are at that, like we're, you know, we're in like middle age mode. No, career changes are like babies. There's just no good time to have one. There's no right time. So you got to just do it if you want to do it. You got to just do it. You got to just do it. Um, And we're just super into Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business for supporting this and especially for supporting women who are trying to make these changes and are looking to mix things up and just want to acquire some new skills on their own schedules, whether that's like full-time evening, executive MBA, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Georgia Tech Scheller's full-time evening and executive MBA programs are consistently ranked top 20 in the nation, and their evening program is the number one part-time MBA program in Georgia. Their full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when comparing total tuition costs with average starting salary. And tuition is over 50% lower than other comparably ranked programs. They're all about career transformation and their MBA career services are ranked top five in the world, six years running. Their advisors can assist you through one-on-one coaching, interview prep, resumes, and career development workshops, career fairs, and more. Women are leaders in the Scheller community and have many opportunities to build their leadership schools through student-led clubs, committees, events, and leadership development programs. Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. That's gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. Thank you so much to Weston for sponsoring today's episode. I love so many things about staying in hotels. I love all of the sort of cosplay of just like having a clean room, having a fancy bed. I also love having 17 different options for working out because at home, it's like, I'm either going for a run. If it's really crappy weather, I don't know. I'm like doing some sort of strength workout that I'm familiar with. And that's kind of it. At a hotel, especially at a Western hotel, maybe I'm doing yoga. Maybe I'm using this machine I've never used before. Maybe I'm going for a run in a new place. I I love it. You know, it's your equivalent of like packing the dress you don't wear at home on, on vacation. Um, but, but I don't even have to pack exercise. it at Weston because they no, have totally, it all. Totally. And they will let you borrow it and take it in your room and try out some new exercise that you're not totally equipped to be doing in the privacy of your own room where the other guests aren't Where it's way less embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. With over 200 destinations around the world, Weston hotels make it possible for you to keep up with your wellness routine or try something new while traveling. With signature offerings that help you move, eat, and sleep while Weston hotels make travel an opportunity to enhance your well-being. At Weston, you can work out how you want with a variety of fitness options to keep your wellness routine on track while you're away. Maintain your focus in Weston workout fitness studios equipped with state-of-the-art equipment. Get moving on a group run led by Weston's run concierge, a running guide, and buddy who makes it easy for you to explore the local areas. Do your own thing in your guest room with workout recovery gear available on demand. Customize your workout while on the go with Hyperice and Bala products to borrow during your stay. Eat well with Weston's Eat Well menu designed with foods to make sure you meet your nutritional needs. And then, and then recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed. At Weston Hotels, there are amenities and offerings aimed to help you move well, eat well, and sleep well so you can keep your well-being close while away. Find wellness on your next day at Weston. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. 
No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Do you have any other thingies for us? I feel like you're always like watching. You're always like watching something before other people are. I am. That's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Right now I'm watching something that's like so old. I'm watching the West Wing from like 1999. (laughs) What brought you there? So I was looking for a new show. I had finished The Bear and I'd finished And Just Like That, which I hated, obviously, but still watched. (laughs) And there was just like nothing. There was like nothing new. And Rachel, who I work with at BOF, she was like listing all these shows. And she said, well, this is like something that you can get really into. And I think what it was about it was like, I don't know. It's like, it was when we were in high school and college. We wouldn't were watching mm-hmm. the show back then. Yeah. And all the characters, like we've I mean, seen them before, but I don't know if I really knew Rob Lowe's repertoire or Martin Sheen's <laughs> repertoire. And it's like really pleasant. I think that, I don't know. It's It kind of reminds me of like what politics used to be like or what I was going to say, there's something comforting to thinking and thinking about that era of politics, right? Totally. It's very light. And I mean, I'm wondering, I'm like, is this what everybody watched? And they were like, oh, I could be the pre- president. Like, is this what Donald Trump watched? <laughs> oh, I was like, mm. I'm the president. <laughs> but so I'm not, that's not new. That's not new that I'm watching. No, but I do really like the nostalgia of it. There is like something. Yeah. For a while, Thomas was getting really into watching old episodes of the Colbert Report, like when it was on Comedy Central. I guess it was like 20, 2010, 11 episodes. Mm -hmm. And it was fascinating to be like, oh, the things that we were like stressed about then just feel very different. Like it just feels very different. How pleasant. How pleasant. I also am watching Felicity in the background as well, Ooh. which is a real throwback and like another unsung television hero. But it's funny because like the fashion is like the same. It's like basically like <laughs> it's as the West Wing, but like for younger kids. But yes, um, I don't know. What have I watched? I, did you watch um, Joyride with Ashley Park? No, no but not I yet. Keep hearing about it. It's really funny. It kind of like twists the whole like immigrant experience, adopted experience on its head. And it's like raunchy and fun. And I feel like she is everywhere all of a sudden. She's everywhere. In like, yes. Only murders in the building. Only, yeah. She's in that. Oh, she's she in is. this. She's in um, beef. Like she's yeah. in everything. And mm-hmm. she's just like so funny. And like she's the star in this one. She's not like the sidekick, I guess. That's yes. Great. So um, that's a good movie to watch. And I accidentally bought it on Amazon. So I have like all these weird <laughs> movies. Own forever. Mm-hmm. I own that. I own Past Lives. And I own like everything everywhere. Oh my God. Once. We didn't and talk about Past Lives. Um, oh my, you. Incredible, I mean, right? How did you feel? I mean, I felt so intense. I felt so yes. intense. I mean, I thought the part with her and her husband where they're like kind of working through like, mm-hmm. you know, their relationship and like what mm-hmm. their relationship means in context of this was so touching. And it was so like grown up, like, no, you're not going to leave me and like, go like 
go explore this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's so much fantasy around that. There's so much fantasy yes. about ending up with your high school boyfriend or your Eric. I've told you about that woman who pretended to be who kidnapped herself in California. And like, yes. Yes. Yeah. What was the plot of that again? It's so good. So, <laughs> so my best friend Bridget from home and I talk about this, about like basically this mom, this beautiful young mom married went missing in California. And basically she was found several days later. And she said that she was kidnapped by these two Hispanic women who like, you know, tied her up and starved her and all this stuff. And then, oh my God, thank God she was, she survived and she was alive and amazing. But in reality, what really happened was this woman had reconnected with her ex-boyfriend and I guess she was tired of her life. And she went and like, hung out at her ex-boyfriend's house for like a week and like I guess hooked up with him and like did all these things and then was like oh I guess I miss my kids like a week or two weeks later and then like unkidnapped herself but the problem was because she was like such a high profile like beautiful woman not high profile but like the case got high profile the police department everybody got involved and then ended up happening, like her husband stood by her, but like they all realized it was all a hoax. They finally got divorced. She had to owe money to the police department. It was like a big disaster. But this is what people think, I think, when they see their ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends and they're like, oh, yes. I'm going to go marry them. I'm going to go be with this them. This could be like a totally different path I could have taken. And what would that right. be like? And maybe my life would be like different, perfect everything if I had just done that. Well, she did it for a week, friends, and it was not great. No. <laughs> it's like you hear stories like that and you're like, where is are these this woman's friends or therapists or whatever? Because it's like that that woman had to have had her discontent so bottled up far deep down inside her to get to that point. Do you know what I mean? You just get the sense that when someone does something like that, they didn't even realize how unhappy they were because. Yeah. I mean, I obviously don't know this woman, although I'm, I'm, I think her name is like Sherry Berry or something like that. I'll have to find Thank you. Me. We will be Googling. <laughs> but like. It just sounded like she needed a break, like go on vacation with your <laughs> yeah. girlfriends, like go do something else. And so I don't know. I felt like I really appreciated <laughs> going back to best life is that and I definitely Google. Did she end up with who did she who did the director, who did the writer end up with? And if she stayed with her husband and it wasn't like this guy, even though he was so charming and so gorgeous. And like, I mean, I wanted so beautiful. Her. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like part of what worked about it. Yeah. Wait. I know we're talking about past lives, but (laughs) what I mean is we were talking about past lives. Priya, I have huge news for you. What? July of this year, very recent news, Hulu ordered a new documentary series on the Sherry Papini disappearance. (gasps) Sherry Papini! That's her! That is her! Um, Also, film... Okay, so it's filmmakers Aaron Lee Carr, Michael Beach Nichols, and Marwar Junction Productions will dive into the six-year journey. Yes, Sherry Papini, that's her. And I feel like, you know... This is, this is like when Bridget and I are having bad days, we're just like, God, I wish I could just Sherry Papini it. <laughs> like, that's how it is. But I mean, obviously we're not wow. doing this. Wait, 22 days after searching, she was found alive, buried and battered with a metal chain tied around her waist. So she went method. She was, she went for it. She was like, I got to do, I got to do a whole setup now because they've been looking for me and it's taken me 22 days to come out of this and be like, Oh God. I know that this is not how I'm supposed to feel, but I feel bad for Sherry Papini. I do feel bad for her. I mean, she I think was it was so unhappy. There are she no winners unhappy. in this story. There are no winners. <laughs> what I think was so embarrassing is because people cared so much about her case. And this is like yeah. obviously the criminal justice system is really fucked 
because like we care about some cases, we yes. don't care about some others, yes. but like people cared about her case so much. They put so much yeah. energy into it. It became so, so, so embarrassing. It's crazy. Wow. Do I'm not giving you think- good thing, current thingies. I'm giving no, you bad. no, this you're is giving, you're giving us future thingies. For current ones. Future thingies. I so, love this. Okay, and this was after Gone Girl came out. So it's possible <laughs> she was taking some inspiration. <laughs> wow. After Gone Girl came out. Oh my yeah. God. I just wrote, read a book this last week that reminded me of Gone Girl. I'm not sure if I can say that I like recommend it, but it was like the same level of sort of psychotic, but in like a literary French way. It's called My Husband. And mm-hmm. it has a very beautiful cover. Claire, we've like, mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, talked we've about the cover. Yeah. What? It's it's by Maud Ventura. So if you were in the market for something that is like fancy French gone girl, this could kind of be it. Great. Did you listen to Scamanda? No. What is that? So Scamanda is a, is a well done podcast about a woman who was basically a cancer influencer for lack of a better term, but like an early one, like in the blog era, but she was faking it the whole time and she never oh had cancer God. and she went to such crazy lengths to fake it and to take pictures and like really detailed, you know, reports about her diagnosis. And she raised a ton of money. She was like really active in her church and her community and her school community and all this stuff. So all these people, you know, she raised like millions of dollars for her cancer treatment that never actually existed. And then what did you say? There was something about how that's prosecuted. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Great, great. No, 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 no. You're right. Because she raised most of the money online, the crime was wire fraud. Any money that was donated to her, not online, she couldn't be prosecuted for because that's just like duping somebody into giving you money. But if people are sending it, digitally, like online, then it becomes wire fraud. And that's how she had to be prosecuted. So if you're going to ever try to raise fake money for a thing, only cash in person donations. <laughs> yeah, cash only. Lemonade stand. Cash Go only. old school. <laughs> Wait, I do have a new thingy. I'm thinking Please. of a new okay. thingy that I have because you said podcast. I haven't yes. finished it, but I've started, mm-hmm. which is actually terrifying and like insane. The new serial podcast, The Retrievals. Have you guys heard of oh, it? God, I cannot believe how many people are listening to this because it sounds like just torture. self-harm. Yes. And torture. To listen to that. <laughs> I mean, I, Erica, you know about this. Yes. Yeah. But like, it? just, just like I'm not, I don't engage with any serial content at all. Yes. Okay. And I haven't really since the since original season one. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah season yeah, yeah. one, which was a great one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even and, listen to that. That's where I am. With serial. <laughs> no, I was like, okay. not for me, friends. <laughs> and then true crime just went, woof. <laughs> And podcasts, you were like, I'm ahead of this. I'm way, way ahead of this. But no, I think what's interesting about it is just like, it's a space that I feel like no one is covering. Like, I think women's health, we all know it's a fucked up system and that, you know, women don't get treated well in hospital settings or doctor's offices. And this is like proof of that. And obviously Mm -hmm. like from an amazing institution like Yale. And then on the flip side of it, it's like, marrying that with the opioid crisis and this woman Mm -hmm. who was like, Mm -hmm. it's just so insane. It's like, it is literally indicative so much of our time. And I think that like, obviously I have, I think like anyone who has dealt with any kind of women's health issue or fertility or any of this stuff, it's, it's, it's a very sensitive subject because I think that like, we're already like not 
getting paid. Like it's kind of like expected, like the pain and suffering that you go through to be a woman, to get your period, to have children. It's just like, it's part of, it's like, oh, it's part and parcel. Like, of course it's going to be terrible because this is like what it is like to be a woman. Right. Exactly. And so like to show how actually like we are so undermining that experience even more to the point where people are like, you know, not getting anesthetics. It's just like, wow. Like, I don't know if this is actually going to change anything or if people are going to like, oh, all of a sudden say like, hey, we should care about women's health or care about women's like comfort and safety. It's like until it becomes really lucrative, right? It's like, that's why we have Ozempic. It's just like, oh my God. I'm very cynical about the state of women's health and and the potential for progress in it because it is like, it's like you said, it's truly shocking how little like research and funding and attention is paid to all of these issues. And yet we have Viagra. And yeah, you know, no, and I totally agree. I mean, like all these like clinics that are like, you know, IVF clinics or kind body that are kind of like trying to be like Botox bars and stuff. It's like, I don't know. Is this really helping the experience? Is this making it more normalized? Is it like, I don't know. Priya, Priya thank this was, you for this. Look at where we, look at where we got. Look where yeah. we started. Look wow. where we got. Such a it was fun. such a yeah. delightful journey. Thank you. This was so fun. It really was. I feel like people are already reading all of your content on on Business of Beauty, but if not, they need to be signing up and following you and yeah, getting all the good beauty stuff straight from you. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks so much for having me. That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.